Hi everybody, it's Steve Smith calling. I'm the editor of PhD News Magazine. And today I'm joined by Steve Richmond. Steve is the group president of Milwaukee Tool. Steve, uh, thanks for coming. How are you glad, doing? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Glad to be with you. Well, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to, to talk to you. I've been with this magazine six years. And uh, so when I, I first went to uh, your great product symposium, I was just bowled over. I, I just couldn't believe all the good people that I've met, all the great products, how everything was so well orchestrated. We're going to get to that, of course. But I just, just that, I mean, my first impression was just, you know, just one of awe. I mean, how well everything is done on those. And I know we weren't able to get together last year and, and maybe not this year too, but man, I am really, really looking forward to getting back up to Milwaukee and getting to that new product symposium. Uh, us too. And uh, the thing I'm most excited about is what you started with. You started with the people and the, the most important aspect of our business and what we do every day is really about our people and our culture. And that's really what makes a difference. So you saying that you miss seeing the people and being the people and how impressed you were with the people, uh, that makes us all real proud of Milwaukee Tool. Yeah, absolutely. It's it just definitely one of my favorite uh, things to to attend every year. And and looking forward to, to to being able to do it again. Well, listen, Steve. I know um, you know again from what I've learned about the company over these past uh, five six years or so. Uh, uh, when I think of Milwaukee Tool, when I think of you, when I think of that product symposium, for that matter, uh, I think of this phrase "disruptive innovation." That's kind of your key phrase at Milwaukee Tool. And you know, I mean, I just know the philosophy itself, the management philosophy itself, is from a man named Clayton. Christensen, who actually I think passed away last year, business consultant, Harvard educator. And, you know, before we get into too much about specifics on Milwaukee, it's probably a good idea if you want to walk us through that philosophy and what it means to you and, and how it's uh, put in place for the company and, and everything you do. Well, you know, uh, you talked about Clayton. And so uh, Clayton wrote a book called The Innovator's Dilemma many years ago. And the perspective was then and is now that the world is moving so fast that if you are not in a position to disrupt yourself, you will be disrupted. You're going to become the next blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That's who you will become. And that set the tone 14 years ago when we had a new team join Milwaukee Tool. We were this $450 million company trying to get our identity back. Mm-hmm. And what we, what we really needed to say up front was how were we going to change the game? And we kind of took Clayton's mantra and said we were going to do that in all aspects of our, our business. And disruption was was absolutely critical to our future success. Mm-hmm. Well, with that in mind, again, when I go to the symposiums, I see probably, what, 80 new tools every year. Is there one or two tools typically used by plumbing and heating contractors that uh, they could walk us through this process of disruptive uh, technology, disruptive uh, innovation, rather, and make it real? You know, if if you really think about this, everything Milwaukee does is is really driven around that uh, disrupt disruptive approach. Mm-hmm. And our first piece was 14 years ago, we said we're going to focus around MEP, mechanical, electrical, plumbing, and users. And and that was the beginning. Not too long after that, uh, we started to say, you know, how are we going to change the game? And we partnered with Upanor. Mm-hmm. And we sat down with Upanor. And their teams and our teams sat down together and said, 
how can we make it easier for the user to be able to do their job from a productivity uh, standpoint and a safety standpoint? And we changed that game in 2010 in a dramatic way uh-huh. with a first product, really driving faster expansions and runtime, uh, design new heads along the way. And we continue to innovate in that kind of a, approach along the way. And that's a great example of disruption. Uh-huh. Uh, how are we really going to solve the problems? You know, if I fast forward to today, we've just launched the MX Fuels uh, sewer drum machine. Uh-huh. Another great example, uh-huh. breakthrough in productivity and, and safety, best in class, really the first drain cleaner that can assist in deployment. And think about that for a second. Uh-huh. These machines are over 200 pounds with cables. Yes. And, and the ability to be able to have our power tread system get you in and out of hands, up and down stairs. And then the execution of the plan from a drain cleaning with a best-in-class standpoint, that's what makes a difference. And those are two easy examples. Now, I can go on. I can talk about the MAT fuel uh, pipe threader. I can talk about the Force Logic press with one key. You know, it goes on and on and on. I can talk about our, our new nitrous Sawzall blade, mm. which is changing the game in terms of application speed, runtime, durability in uh-huh. terms of sawzall blade technology, but that's clearly what we're all about. It's hard to pin your, it's probably hard to, to think of just one product <laughs> that you guys have created uh, with this philosophy in mind, I'm sure. Absolutely. No, no question about it. At least it is for me. I'm sure every one of our product managers and engineers, they have a little different perspective because their perspective is it's the one product they worked on Yes. Or the first product they worked on, and that's the one they love so much. Yeah, and by the way, I did talk to one of your employees uh, about the new Hoopinor uh, expansion tool uh, and uh, spoke also at the same interview with someone from Hoopinor as well. That'll be in our March issue. I actually just proofread the final pages of that yesterday. So it'll be out the door. It's out the door now. So it'll be uh, posted online, I'm sure, next week on March 1st. So yeah, take a look for that. That's, that's, a, good, that's a good thing. Um, and he continued to innovate. That's the thing. It's not like you just come out with a tool in 2010 and then that's about it. So you're always, always thinking about new things. Well, that, that's, you know, that's the Milwaukee philosophy. We have dedicated R&D development resources for marketing people and, you know, Corey Dickard leading the team for the marketing and the business side and, and Paige and, and the rest of that team to be able to uh, drive it. And then an entire engineering team dedicated to it. And then, of course, our job site solutions team, which is really partnering with the pros on the job sites and mm-hmm. from training and development, from the training centers, to writing curriculum, to working on curriculum, to doing all those things together and earning the right to really become a true partner to the trades. You know, the, the one hallmark that I think of also when I think of this whole philosophy of disruptive innovation with your company is, of course, that whole the next adage, I guess, that you guys are known for is cutting the cord. So can you can you walk me back to, you know, I just didn't see that long ago, really, that anyone would have thought, oh, I'm going to pick up a battery-operated Sawzall. It just didn't seem, no, nah, that's not going to work. <laughs> I mean, where do you even start on this? How, how does this begin where you uh, look into more of the battery technology? How does it all fit together? Well, I, I think this comes back to a, a philosophy, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if we talk about the people that are listening today and we say, 
How do we drive productivity and safety on the job? How do we really become a solution provider? How do we really help change the game? And then we have advanced development teams and marketing teams that are really working on where that future generation and where that technology is going to be. So 14 years ago, we started with the first M12 and the first M18 uh, product that we introduced in nine months, revolutionized the industry with lithium technology. And then those teams went forward and said, okay, how are we really going to change the game? And they spent time with the most sophisticated electronic component suppliers, the best in battery technology in terms of designing cold weather and hot weather performance, the latest in terms of where we could drive motor technology. And the viewpoint was if we could leap forward, invest in the future in all of those aspects, then one day we could deliver a product that could truly eliminate the opportunity to be able to have a cord on a job site mm-hmm. from a safety, productivity, and, and performance standpoint. And that became fuel. Mm-hmm. That really became fuel. And the endless hours and investment in technology and intellectual property that our, our teams pulled together, you know, the, the hours at Chain Mall and Paul Fry and Scott Anderson and, and the rest of the, the team at Milwaukee did in, in terms of development, just led us to, you know, launching the, the first range of product under the fuel platform that, that really changed the game. I, I also have to wonder too, I mean, considering all the new products that you keep coming out with, is there a plateau that your guys are reaching? Is it the battery tech? Uh, is there a finite point to any of this stuff or is it just going to keep going on and on? Because I know there's the battery and then there's the motors and everything has to fit together, obviously. But is there limitations on one or the other or everything? I mean, what, what are you guys going to keep, keep continuing to do that? Yeah, you know, I, I think you have to think about it in this manner. When we first launched M12, when we first launched M18, where was that focus going to be? And how were we going to drive the technology to another level? And the teams have done an, an amazing job across a Milwaukee tool mm-hmm. uh, to be able to do that. But we went from there and our mantra is how do we disrupt ourselves? That's why, as you said, you know, the original first product that we launched with Uplanor, we've disrupted ourselves since that time frame. The first Sawzall has been disrupted with the latest uh, generation of Sawzall. Our Sawzall blades, the nitrous carbide blade has disrupted where we were. The packout storage system has disrupted transportation in a van, uh, on the job site, off the job site. You know, larger packout products that we are launching right now with a, a deep organizer specifically uh, for the trades. And we have technology groups working on batteries and motors and electronics. I was on calls last uh, week with all of our key uh, team talking to the, the most advanced electronic manufacturers in the world and suppliers in the world. And uh, that really did one heck of a job in terms of driving what we needed to drive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, and a- allowed us to be able to win uh, along the way. It keeps going and going, I assume. It, it has to keep on going <laughs> and going. There's not an option. There's, there's not an option. And that's what led to MX, right? Yeah. And, and when I hear you talk about the, you know, the pack out and then the, 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 the Sawzall blades, uh, uh, I've heard you speak in other interviews and some of your colleagues too. We talk about this whole ecosystem. It's not enough just to have the sawzall. 
you got to have everything else that goes with it as a contractor going about their day. Well, th- that's it. That is it. You know, it is our job and it's earning the right. It's really the earning the right to become a partner, to become a solution provider. And it, it's, it's everything that we need to do to be able to make that happen. Good, good. And it, it's absolutely over the top in terms of what we need to, uh, to accomplish and what we need to do in a significant way. What, is that, what does that mean? That means we really have to have everything from our job site solution team in the training facilities. And it means our product marketing team understanding what, what is happening today and our technology teams understanding where the changes will uh, occur in the future. And as we keep on doing that, we win. Mm-hmm. And if we do that, we continue to earn the right. Now, MX is a great example. You know, MX is the opportunity to be able to take and change the game in a significant way on each and every every job site and take gas uh, power and turn it into cordless technology in a significant way. And and that's our viewpoint. It never ends. Absolutely never ends. Same reason why we just have hired over a thousand new engineers to Milwaukee Tool in the past six months is because our continued investment for R&D has to be there. Right. Not just employees, but, uh, you know, again, it's been a couple of years since I was up to see you guys, but you, you, you continue to add on to your building uh, there in Milwaukee and, and, and elsewhere, too, for facilities uh, in Wisconsin and, and, and wherever. Absolutely. There's no end to our investment. We have plants all around Mississippi, multiple plants in, in Wisconsin, Global R&D Center in Wisconsin that we've had multiple buildings, multiple sites that we continue to add on to. And then we're building a brand new hand tool manufacturing facility in West Bend mm-hmm. uh, that will be a completely vertically integrated uh, Milwaukee hand tools made in the USA uh, ac- across the board. And those are the kinds of investments we continue to do. Good, good. Well, I'm just kind of curious because, again, you, you use the phrase solutions provider to the trades. But honestly, I got to tell you, I, you know, I, I've been reporting on this industry since 1990. I left, uh, I think, around 2008 or so to cover the aviation industry and got back here in 2007. And so 2007 would have been the first time I had gone to see up to up to Milwaukee to see the uh, new product symposium. And, and, and honestly, I mean, obviously, I knew the name brand Milwaukee Tool. That was well known. I don't remember prior to my <laughs> departure that you guys were a big, big player in the in the in the PHC marketplace. Uh, but obviously, you're you're so well known now. Where again? Where do you start building that? How did how did you start marketing your uh, products and messages to the to the plumbing and heating contractors? It, you know, I, I think you have to go back to where we were, uh, two thousand seven and two thousand eight. We were the small little company that we had to go back to our roots in post-World War II when we really were the solution provider uh, towards MEP overall. And with that, then we started saying, how are we going to earn the right to really start developing the right products? And what we created from that was an entire team dedicated to what we needed to do to be able to uh, win, focused on the trade. And that's from our sales team, our JSS team, brand marketing team, 
everybody across the board to be able to uh, to be able to do it. And that led to innovation across the board and, and investment, uh, engineering investment, inventory and investment, investment in the training and facilities. You know, we're not the kind of company that puts our name on a billboard at uh, Dodger Stadium or, or Wrigley. That's not who we are. We'd rather invest in the training facilities. We would rather invest in the other things that we need to do to be able to win in a significant way. Mm -hmm. Good, good. Well, listen, I, I keep going back to this new product symposium that you guys do every every year for the media and, and your and your uh, wholesale distributor partners too. Um, but you know, you know, my, my my first impression again was always the fact that you not only had all these great new tools. But you had all these great product managers and 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 and, and other uh, Milwaukee Tool employees, you know, being able to seemingly off the cuff talk about their products that they were demoing for us, and, and you know, not tripping over the words or, or anything. And I know I know that just doesn't happen. So how do you how do you just go about creating this culture of excellence that you obviously have done? Where, where do you start on this? Well, I, first of all, if you really believe that the bookends to success of any company are people and culture, then mm -hmm. you're going to invest in your people. Yeah. And at, at Milwaukee Tool, we clearly believe, and you know, I'm fortunate. I'm extremely fortunate today that I, I get to be able to be in a business where our executive team, our key leaders throughout the company, our senior leaders have been together for 10 and 14 and 15 years. I'm fortunate that, our leadership team is aligned on the culture. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm very fortunate that our team, all of us believe that people are our biggest asset. So what does that mean? That means we need to train and develop those people. We yeah. need to invest them in from an engineering standpoint or from a marketing development uh, standpoint or from our job site solutions team, at making them understand every single aspect of the trade that they're focused in mm -hmm. and training and development to us in all different aspects is absolutely essential for our success of today and our, our success in the future. And that leads us to having the right kind of people that really right. understand and understand first and foremost, that if we don't understand the user then we're not going to be able to develop solutions that are going to change the game for productivity and safety on the job any single day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm just kind of curious, are there any day-to-day -day activities at Milwaukee? Uh, again, it's probably very difficult to get everyone together in these COVID times, but you know, if you were a new employee, for example, walking in the door for the first time at Milwaukee Tool, how, how, do, you, how do you get trained in, in thinking this way? Are there regular meetings? Uh, what, 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 what takes place? Uh, you know, I'll be the first to say that COVID has made it challenging for all of us, right, across the board. And we saw we saw that in in March and April and in, in May and in June. And number one, all of our senior leaders throughout the company, you know, our our leaders like Scott Keeson or Kirby or uh, the people that deal with our our sales and JSS team, Bill Hughes and. Daryl Hendricks and Jamie Christian and all of them, they were relentless with our sales organization, our JSS teams and our service teams, making sure that the communication every single day. So we go from broad, the senior leaders in the company, all the way to 
the various teams that are out on the field. And we do the same thing in the engineering front or the marketing front uh, across the board. Mm -hmm. The same time, the most difficult challenges clearly is you're hiring as many people as we've hired since July when we decided to uh, attack the market again and hire hundreds and thousands of people. And, and what that meant is that the level of onboarding that we had to do had to go to the next level. And that meant teams calls galore. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we do a, a, a big goal meeting. Every new employee that joins Milwaukee Tool that's non-hourly mm-hmm. goes through this big goal meeting. And we talk about where we were, where we are today, what makes a company go bad. And what our strategy is and, and why our users are the most important element for our success, not only today, but for the future. And that the two bookends of success are, are really uh, people and culture. And, and that's the philosophy that all the leaders throughout the company have. And that's, that's clearly what makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, you, you talked a little bit about, uh, you know, what happened last year with, with the advent of COVID, but what's what's going on this year? What, what do you see happening? I mean, are, are you able to, are you guys able to get together at Brookfield now at the headquarters or are you still kind of working remotely? What's, what's the plan for your head? You know, you know, from, from day one, we put in the approach that safety first for our employees was number one, mm-hmm. our team members, number one, that, that was it. So mm-hmm. proper social distancing masks, all of that had to, had to occur. Our Brookfield campus is filled with people today. Not as many as they usually are and yeah. our other campuses as well because of the social distancing uh, that is required. But there's certain aspects of the business, especially new product development that is there. At the same time, our, our JSS team and our sales team is engaging on a consistent basis out in the field with the right kind of protocol in place. Yeah, And we're hiring to a level that... Uh, Quite frankly, we have never hired before as uh, biz- business continues to flourish and, and we continue to uh, drive innovation and solutions in the marketplace. Good, good. Well, what do uh, what do my readers, my PHCP readers, uh, expect to see from you guys this year? Any new tools that you could? You, you mentioned the expander. We, we did write about that, of course, and the, the, the drain cleaner. Uh, but what else is going on? What else might, might, be, might, might be news this year? Well, you know, there's a lot of products that are new, uh, a lot more coming that we haven't introduced yet that I can't talk about right now. But I'll, right. I'll tell you that there's hundreds of new products that we'll be introducing uh, throughout the rest of this year. And our teams are engaged in them. But no question, you know, the products like the the M18 Force Logic Press with one key, you know, th- that kind of product is really going to drive success. And, and really satisfy the user in a significant way, providing the security and tracking for the individual plumber, heating pros, since it's such an expensive uh, investment. Uh, and at the same time, uh, drive uh, calibration, uh, service intervals, understanding of what those are with such clarity that has never been done before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the M18 uh, fuel pipe threader, you know, mm-hmm. at one time that was viewed as out of reach in terms of technology, would it ever be able to be done? And that's clearly uh, changing the game in a significant uh, way. And, and these, you know, as uh, the competitive set is called uh, Pony, th- these are really going to change the game in terms of the technology that we can put in the product. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already talked about the, the sewer drum machine. 
Uh, we also have some other new areas. Uh, you know, we have a comprehensive line of uh, aluminum uh, cheaters, pipe wrenches. Mm-hmm. So that will change the game. And we're excited about what that will do as it will disrupt the in, entire current steel market and, and allow the user to be able to use our, our, our product very easily. Uh, construction helmets. Uh, we'll be launching a, an entire array of construction helmets uh, made in the USA in our uh, Muguanico factory uh, in Wisconsin, all vertically integrated, latest technology, best in, in class performances, part of our array of being the leader in safety overall, but also safety products. And the list goes on and on. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, uh, we're committed in the accessory uh, part of our business, in the core power tool part of our business, in the hydraulics, uh, like uh, press part of our business, as well as in storage, such as pack out in, in our hand tool categories and in, in our safety categories to, to be best in class. Mm-hmm. You mentioned briefly, uh, Steve, the hand tools division. Again, we, we spend most of our time thinking about cutting the cord and all these uh, great cordless products you have. But then again, you, you, all, you also make screwdrivers and wrenches too. <laughs> what... Uh, What's going on with the hand tools? Is this the building, I think, in, is it Mon- West Bend? Monopoly or No, West, West, West Bend. We have one facility in Muguanico, which uh-huh. is our facility that uh, does all of our layout products. Okay. Uh, and on top of that, that will also, we'll also be manufacturing in that, that facility. Mm-hmm. We will we will be manufacturing all the hard hats, and then in West Bend we will have a, next year, next January, a comprehensive, most vertically integrated facility in the United States, manufacturing all kinds of, of hand tools. Hand tools. Uh, and w- and we believe that we'll continue to expand and invest in that facility as well. So that's being built as we speak, and open the. It January. sure is. Uh-huh. Let's hope the weather. Let's hope the weather yeah. helps a little bit, and. Uh, right. The sooner the the warm (laughs) weather hits, the more we're able to be on the job. Absolutely. Well, I look forward to taking a tour of that when you open it. Love it. Love it. Look forward to inviting you and a a lot of the listeners today uh, to come and see it. Absolutely. Well, listen, let's uh, wrap up. One last question. I mean, you're a pretty well-known guy uh, and have have had a long career. What what are some of the things you can uh, have learned along the way that you can... uh, uh, help us with what's uh, what's some good life lessons for us. You know, we all have life lessons, no question. You learn from people who do things exceptionally well, and then you also also learn from where you have seen uh, problems and either caused by yourself as a leader or caused by other people. God knows, I've seen a lot caused by myself uh, mm-hmm. as as a leader. Uh, so I'd I'd kind of break it down in a couple different areas. Uh, focus. Number one, how are you going to make sure you have your teams that have responsibility, accountability, and understand where their focus is? And the tough, the toughest thing to do is not to say what you are going to do, but is to say what you're not going to do. Right. And that focus on those priorities and ensuring you're going to drive those priorities with speed and agility and passion is absolutely essential. So that's, that's, clearly, uh, that's clearly one. No question about it. Uh, two, as a leader, really understanding the communication side. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one, one of our big mistakes, uh, we had a, a not too many years ago in 2017, we had a big issue with a, a new computer uh, integration, new ERP system. 
And what we learned in, in that situation was that everybody in our distribution center understood that we had a problem. And we weren't really talking enough to the people that were doing the work. And that led us to a perspective that was real clear. Make sure you're having the conversation, the dialogue with all of the team members, not just some, skip level meetings, whatever kind of conversation, and letting them tell you what the problems are, what the issues are, and what the concerns are to be able to make sure it's it's done correctly. And we learned a, a great deal from that and have continued it since that mm-hmm. day. So th- those are those are two real sig- significant ones. And and the last goes back to the beginning. It's a uh, disrupt. If you're not willing to disrupt yourself, if you're not really willing to look at your business and understand what you have to do to change, to look for the next five years and the next 10 years down the road, somebody else is going to disrupt you. And how do you make sure that that doesn't happen? And for us, that's absolutely imperative. And, and our philosophy is clear. We have to earn the right. It's not given to you. We have to earn the right to become partners of everybody that's uh, on this podcast with us today. Mm-hmm. And in the day that we stop earning it is the day that everyone will look for other choices and other options and other alternatives. And that viewpoint makes it so that you're never settling and always improving, which is a key aspect of our culture, really surviving around the people and the culture of the business and of the company. Well, good. Always improving. Good lesson right there. Two words, very important. <laughs> and definitely something I think about when I when I think of your company, Steve. Well, listen, like I said it there, I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan, as you might be able to tell. And I greatly, greatly look forward to seeing you and everyone else in the walking tool again uh, for a new product symposium in the, in the very near future, I hope. Us too. We can't wait to do it. Talk to you soon. Thanks for the time today. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye now.